Monday, April 15, 2018. Let's take a look and see what's happening in the funnies together, shall we? I hope everybody's doing well. It's April 15. Normally this is tax day, but because today is a Sunday, uh, taxes aren't due. Well, they normally, I guess, wouldn't be due till tomorrow, but tomorrow is some kind of uh, holiday. I don't know what it is, but it's some unusual holiday in Washington, D.C., uh, so there will be no taxes due tomorrow. Uh, they're due the 17th for some reason. Don't rely on this. I'm not giving tax advice. I am not a tax attorney, nor am I an accountant, uh, nor do I know how to use TurboTax. So don't, do not rely on me, but that's my understanding. Um, so... Yeah, so let's take our mind off of the taxes and tax our brains with what's going on in today's funny papers. Our first comic of the day is Garfield. In this episode, uh, John is looking at a mound of charcoal that he's put in a grill. Uh, his girlfriend Liz and Garfield are sitting at a table just waiting and waiting. And uh, she goes, hey, John, aren't those uh, coals ready yet? And he says, no, I don't know why they want light. And then he looks at the bag and says, you know, the bag says they're self-starting. Garfield says, I know where he hides donuts. Now, the joke here is that self-starting coal, charcoal, actually means it just already has like lighter fluid uh, imbued in the charcoal itself. It's not like going to magically just ignite into flames and cook your, your hot dogs or hamburgers. So that's the joke there is John's misunderstanding of what the terminology means. So that's that's funny there. He's, he's confused. Our next comic of the day is Arlo and Janice. In this episode, uh, Arlo and Janice are in bed. Uh, Janice is reading. Arlo's asleep with a remote control in his hand, and Ar Janice starts nodding off. Um, and then she kind of jerks up awake and just like starts proclaiming with her eyes closed, like she's she's making a grand pronouncement. Uh, for some reason, she goes, "If I fall asleep reading, I don't miss anything." And Arlo goes, yeah, well, I've already seen this movie a bunch. And she goes, ah, oh, you take all the fun out of feeling superior. The joke here is that Janice is once again attempting to prove that she is better than everyone. And she is failing to do so because uh, Arlo has already seen a, a movie. I, I, I guess, like... Maybe he's watching an old movie or something he's already seen. The joke here is that neither of them is going to miss anything because uh, she can just read the book later, and he's already seen the movie, so it doesn't matter. But they also fail to take into account that uh, it's 2018, and and Arlo could have just been watching it on a DVR. So he could just, just rewind in the morning or pause and when he falls asleep. and that's So he won't miss a single frame of, say, who Shot Liberty Valance, which he may have seen a dozen times. Because who doesn't love Who Shot Liberty Valance? It it has Andy Devine, one of the greatest actors of all time. How did that guy ever get... Anyway, moving on. Our next comic of the day is Marmaduke. And uh, in this episode... Yeah, Marmaduke. In this episode, the uh, Marmaduke's owner, Phil, is jogging in place. And he has on like uh, running shorts and, uh, and a hat and a shirt. Uh, and he goes, okay, Marmaduke, we got to do our warm-up first. And then, uh, come on, come on, Marmaduke, let's do uh, warm-ups. And then uh, Marmaduke just goes to sleep on the couch. And uh, in the next panel, we see the the woman, the, Phil's wife, go, Phil, what are you and Marmaduke doing? And they're both lying on the couch, it turns out. And uh, Phil says, Marmaduke had a great idea. We're napper-sizing. 
And the joke here is that they're taking a nap, so they're not exercising, they're napper-sizing. So that's, um, <sighs> yeah. Um, and oh, wait, we don't want to miss anything here on Sunday's uh, Marmaduke. You get doggone funnies. And this one, it tells us that somebody has a, a lab named uh, Gus who has a funny way of greeting guests. Gus doesn't bark or sit and wait to be petted. Oh, no. He doesn't poke his nose at him. Or... Instead, what he does is Gus lies on his back and growls like a bear to impress guests. That's Gus for you. That's Gus in a nutshell. Our next comic of the day is Nancy. In this episode, Nancy's leaving her friend Irma's house. And Irma's the, the girl that uh, has hair like uh, Shirley Temple's. And uh, so Nancy's leaving. Then she goes to climb a tree to rescue a kitten. Then she's lying on the edge of a brook looking at a turtle. Then she's, and her hands are getting muddier and muddier by the instant. Uh, then she's running through a rose bush chasing a rabbit for some reason. And then and then she's attacked by, a, well, it's not attacked, but she's, a dog leaps out of a pool and knocks Nancy down. And in the final panel, Aunt Fritz, who is wearing her Whispering Bill Anderson fan club t-shirt, goes, hmm. And, oh, and, and Nancy's a mess. She's covered in mud. And uh, Aunt Fritz goes, I have to call Irma's mother and find out what you two do to get so dirty every time you play over there. And the joke here is that is that uh, she's not getting dirty from playing with Irma. She's getting dirty because... Uh, She's gone on a separate frolic on the way home and has gotten filthy. Because, ah, that's kids for you. Our next comic of the day is, uh, hey, look, it's a second dog comic of the day. It's it's Fred Bassett, uh, a story of a British Basset hound. Uh, in this episode, okay, it's multiple panels. Bass, Fred Bassett's going for a walk. He's eating food. He's digging holes. And he, too, like Nancy, is chasing rabbits around. It's a bad day for rabbits in the funnies. And then finally he's... uh playing soccer with some kids and uh, a couple of other dogs. And uh, Fred Bassett says, welcome to my world. I guess the joke is that uh, he's got a pretty good life there, that Fred Bassett. He just plays and so on. But, okay, here's what's weird, is that in the first panel, he is being taken for a walk on a leash. But in every other panel, he is running around willy-nilly, leash-free, causing havoc to to property and to rabbits. So I don't know why he, maybe he escaped and uh, Fred Bassett is on the loose, never to be seen again, or uh, the, the leash is just not actually something that is necessary with Fred. So there you go. Is that? Uh, but anyway, welcome to my world. It's a doggone good life. Hey, uh, our next comic of the day is Herb and Jamal, and uh, in this episode, there's a guy at the diner, and Jamal's um, serving him, and uh, he just, okay, he's ordering a lot of food. I don't want to go through the whole thing, so it's like, I have a large bowl of gumbo, some pork chops uh, for dessert, blah, 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 and then Jamal goes, I, I know I've asked you this before, but are you all right? And the guy goes, for the last time, Jamal, I'm not depressed. This is just how I eat. <laughs> the joke here is that the guy eats like a lunatic, and uh, Jamal's concerned about him, so he has to keep telling him, "No, no, I'm not. I'm not eating to mask my shame or my feelings. I just like to eat a lot of food." That's the joke there. <sighs> Our next comic of the day is Ziggy. In this episode, 
Ziggy is at a place called a Scenic Overlook. That we, that's the sign. It says Scenic Overlook. And he and his dog are at the edge of a cliff looking over the Scenic Overlook. But the Scenic Overlook just overlooks four factories with lots of uh, smokestacks and a lot of smoke pouring out of them. And Ziggy goes, this is one scene I wish I had overlooked. Yeah. And the joke here is that uh, Ziggy does not want to see these facilities that are polluting the atmosphere and and so on. Uh, I do not know why there is a sign that says Scenic Overlook to overlook a an industrial complex, nor do I know why the sign that says Scenic Overlook is placed six inches from the edge of the cliff, because nobody's going to see that to know to come there. I mean, it's just, it's just a jetty of, of dirt poking out uh, looking over this complex. It looks very unsafe. Um, I, I'm suspect of it. Anyway, um, pollution is not scenic, says Ziggy. Our next comic of the day is, uh, Crankshaft. And in this episode, uh, Crankshaft's talking to his neighbor and, um, you know, I need to get some, she says, you know, I need to spray my, my bushes. And he says, oh, I'm on it. And he goes, oh, she goes, oh, you didn't get one of those those backpack sprayers, did you? And he goes, no, no, I got a big tank truck. Look, and it's a big truck with a, a tank of poison on it. And um, he goes, and the spray is perfectly safe and non-toxic. And then he goes, and, and then the final panel, this is the hazmat suit you need when you apply it. And he's wearing a hazmat suit. The joke here is that how could it possibly be safe if you have to wear a hazmat suit? It can't. It can't be safe. That's the joke there. Uh, so, uh, Crankshaft's going to kill everyone in the neighborhood. That's that's pretty funny. Our next comic of the day is Curtis by Ray Billingsley. In this episode, Curtis comes in the door and goes, Hey, Ma, what's for... And then immediately, his mom's hand shoots out from nowhere, covers his mouth, causing Curtis's hat to fly off and uh, to silence him. And she goes, uh, Your dad has a bad headache, so let's not disturb him. So for the next... And they're little tiny panels. For the next, like, six panels, seven panels... Curtis is like tiptoeing back and forth, carrying a plate of food, but he trips, uh, and then he miraculously catches all the food before it makes a noise. And then he tiptoes along. His dad doesn't. He, his dad's in the foreground on the couch. Dad doesn't hear anything. Um, so Curtis goes away, and then finally we hear no, notes of music coming from somewhere. They're, when they're actual notes, like you know, notes that you see on a, a musical. Uh, what do you? You know, the, the thing where you write down music with the little clefts and whatnot. So, yeah, we've got those music. And that that music has caused Curtis's father to shoot into the air and spin around repeatedly in the air. Uh, and we know that because there's a, there are smoke trails showing him lifting into the air and directional squir- swirls showing that he has been twirling around as if thrown by a demonic force into the sky. Uh, and in the final panel, Curtis is sitting in his room and he goes, but I had it on low. And the joke here is that these kids today like loud music so loud that it wakes up their father who has a headache and now will, will be in a foul mood. That's pretty funny. Our next comic of the day is uh, Henry by Don Tracty. Henry, as you'll recall, is a child who does not speak. Uh, and, and so in this episode, he goes by, he's walking he sees an apple tree, and so he uh, gets an apple. Then he comes into class and gives the apple to the teacher. And the teacher calls him to the front of the room to answer a question. And uh, 
Henry just scratches his head and doesn't know the answer. And we know that. He doesn't say he doesn't know the answer, but we know he doesn't because there are question marks firing out of his head. And um, in the next panel, all the kids are leaving. He goes, okay, Henry. And the teacher says, okay, Henry, you stay after school until you know your lesson. And then uh, in the final panel, Henry, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I missed I missed a joke here. This is I missed a crucial joke. I I must apologize. Henry didn't just get one apple. He got two apples. He got a big apple and a little bitty apple. And he gave the teacher the big apple when he came into the classroom. Well, now in this final panel after she's made him stay after class, he switches the big apple for the for the, for the little one. And the joke here is that Henry is mad at his teacher and uh is giving her a tiny apple instead of a great big delightful apple. That's Henry. That's Henry. Our next uh, family circus is next on uh, this episode. Um. Uh. Okay, wait a minute. In this in this episode, Vel is on the phone with somebody because they still have a home a home phone. Uh, and the kids are all like just being awful. They're running around screaming. They're fighting. Like they're they're punching each other. Like, like Billy has knocked Dolly to the ground and is pulling her hair. Jeffy is trying to rescue her, but Billy is like just picked him up in the into the air and is hurling him around like like he's the Hulk. Um, little PJ is running around screaming. Um, there's toys flying in the air. Uh, the dog is barking, and Vel's on the phone and says, "Oh, they're all fine. What I mean is their health is good." Oh, they're all fine. What I mean is their health is good. They're all fine. But what I mean is their health um, is... I do... Okay. Wait, hold on. She's got this this phone and she's talking to somebody. Uh, so somebody must have said, how are the kids? And she, I'm guessing she said they're good. And then she then she rethought it because they're being awful because they're terrible children, and she changed it to oh they're all fine. I mean their health is good. I get... that's my guess. I but it's uh man I don't know that's a thing there. So yeah, so the kids are terrible and uh, but at least they're healthy, right? And somehow that's funny. The family circus. Finally today, Andy Cap. Is drunk. This program is brought to you by Law Dog Productions, LLC. We're on the web at howlingmonkeyradio.com where you can find our other shows and content. You can also learn about ways to support our efforts there. You can reach us through our email address, info at howlingmonkeyradio.com. Howling Monkey Radio.